Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome to the Shutdown Full Cast. A little tentative. A little tentative? Yeah. That's okay. We'll make up with some for some with some confidence down the road. All right. Saving up. All right. Got to warm up to this one because it was a big weekend. And frankly, I got to admit, the tank, the tank is below E right now. What with everything else happening in the world, uh, which, you know, it'd be cool if we could just discuss football. It'd be cool if the Internet's only college football podcast could just bypass all of the other stressors in the world. But unfortunately, some of those stressors are absolutely hilarious. <laughs> and need to be discussed and need to be remembered for the rest of our lives. When you go, hey, you should trust these people. I have one thing I want to talk about. And it's what Jason Kirk wants to talk about. My co-host say hello, Jason. So uh, I've been thinking a lot about Four Seasons Total Landscaping. As <laughs> I trust and hope everyone in the world has been doing. I've seen a lot of people of floating the question of, is Four Seasons Total Landscaping the funniest thing ever to happen in the history of the world? Um, in case your only source of news is this podcast, and I'm willing to believe there is someone out there that this is the key, the case. I don't know which planet you live on, but I don't judge. It's a good um, one. It's, yeah, a good, it it's, it's a really good one. Um, this was the, uh, the the final end of the Trump 2020 campaign. Maybe. Four seasons in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the current larval stage of the Trump campaign. 
um, and attempted to end at the Four Seasons. Philadelphia ended at a landscaper, the back lot of it, across the street from a crematorium, down the road from a dildo shop. There's a uh, baseball academy about two lots to the right. Um, I think there's a Brazilian church. There's, but yeah, so you have Rudy Giuliani yelling at the sky um, as like a man in his underwear is making fun of Joe Biden. And it just, what a scene. Everyone has caught like, everyone has said, this is a scene from Borat. This is Veep, 30 Rock, Parks and Rec. Like people have thrown out every comedy series that this feels like it's ripping off and also topping. Um, And yet I still don't know if we're appreciating it aiding enough because I don't know if it's possible to appreciate it enough. Because Um, we, we run into these things in the course of covering college football with surprising frequency. I can just this give tops you, anything we have in college football. It does. And yes. we have had some very, very good things. And, and that, uh, that's saying a lot is what we're saying. Anything that's ever happened with Bobby Petrino, any of it, up to and including his hire at Arkansas where he was announced, like all really super legitimate things are, in the middle of the night. I mean, yeah, I think, that, I think that this would be thematically the, fitting. So the yeah. equivalent, I think, would be if after the motorcycle wreck, that is when he stood up and did the woo pig, right? <laughs> that would be the equivalent because we're not talking about just funny. We're talking about payoff. We're talking about pent up frustrations, you know, and 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 some sense of cosmic justice and the uh, uh, the villain becoming the fool. Always was the fool, but like exposed as the absolute fool. And I've been thinking about a historical moment, trying to find something that would, you know, compete with it. Attila the Hun died in his sleep on his wedding night of a nosebleed. I feel like that is a competitor for this moment. Eric um, Trump you know, is stuff, definitely like, going to die of a nosebleed. <laughs> that dude cannot have much blood. Look at his face. He's like several quarts low. He's a quart low. Yeah. yeah. There was like so. President Harrison, the one who did. Uh, <laughs> did like an hours long speech i think it was yeah. his inauguration mm-hmm. speech in yeah. like a driving sleet yeah and then died mm-hmm. of pneumonia Philly. that would be a competitor if president harrison was also like you know one of the worst humans of all time which he might have been but and he if really he did his inauguration and if he did his inauguration speech at a checkers <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 i'm sorry ryan ryan i'm sorry could have used really could have used a, a rallies a rallies a rallies yeah yeah. Or like it's if a, Robert E. Lee tried term. to surrender at Appomattox, but he did it at the um a- at, at the Applebee's. I lay down my sword here at the home of two for one margaritas. <laughs> that sacred bellwether of my vaunted Western culture. These Please. riblets don't run. <laughs> so Appomattox says a Dairy Queen. Um Oh, thank Robert God. E. Lee could have surrendered there. There's a, uh, oh fuck, hell yes. All right, wow. All right, so there's a used car dealer, dead center, Appomattox, Virginia. It has the greatest name I've ever seen for a used car dealer. It is Automatics. Thank you, God. A u t o n. M-A-T-T-O-X. This is where the Confederacy died. I'd like to trade in my horse. Confederacy died, but these deals live on, brother. I shall trade in Traveler for this used Camry. You know what they sell here? They sell lost cars. Oh, my God. 
Boy, I tell you what, old Donnie could have used a few more landscaping for him. Am I right? Wow. <laughs> am I right? Wow. It's only fitting that we should hear surrender the weapons of war to begin that most sacred of festivals, Toyotathon. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> one one favorite detail about this story is that um, according it's to Chuck- it's everything. <laughs> it's everything. <laughs> here's here's this. This is from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Um, so they talked to somebody who works at Four Seasons Total Landscaping, and they said, "Well, everybody gets mixed up because this isn't even the only Four Seasons land. There's another company called Four what Seasons the Landscaping. Choices? There's Four Seasons Is it Four Landscaping. Seasons partial Landscaping. It's it's just landscaping without the total. There's four also seasons a Four Landscaping is a day spa. There's a Four Seasons Diner." And uh, the they talked to uh, the guy working the counter at the sex shop, Fantasy Island. He declined to give his name, but said the phone had been ringing off the hook since Saturday with callers asking, is Rudy Giuliani there? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, there is another piece of reporting uh, from the New York Times and confirmed by another couple of outlets that we're not real sure who made the initial mistake of booking it. But that one of the reasons Rudy Giuliani booked Four Seasons Total Landscaping, which I would say is fitting because the whole endeavor lasted a total of just four seasons, right? You're not getting a movie. Um, the reason that they booked it was that it was close to uh, it was close to the interstate, and it was close to an on ramp. Sure, where all good press conferences happen. Meaning, meaning Giuliani just wanted the shortest distance to get off the off ramp. Did he put it in the fucking ways? Like, was he driving I, I there when he, he did? I think he was like shortest distance, four seasons, and then he just put those results in bing, right, and just so, let it rip. So the other justification I have seen, and I say justification with all of the quotes in the world, is that they wanted somewhere far from like ma- the main part of philly because people because, kept running up on them well well like pam bondi the former ag to of be florida clear, i congratulate them for doing this um had tried to give had tried to give a press conference in philadelphia and people nearby played beyonce and i can't remember what song it was party, it was party. party. yes it was party <laughs> but, and they played it so loud that you could not hear a word pam bondi she had a microphone and amps and yes. i watched i watched this on television she had she had a professional audio setup and you could not hear a thing and she just gives up it was beautiful. I just, it's such a good little metaphor for like the refusal for anybody to say yep fucked up made a mistake and and to even say like we're not doing this press conference in front of a landscaping store the commitment to never saying you're wrong to never admitting faults or even like an honest even the simplest honest mistake this would be the easiest mistake to just say yeah you know what google gave me this result i called it just was in a hurry whatever no harm no foul nobody cares and you can tell that this was a very successful press conference because I cannot tell you a single thing that was discussed at it. All no. anybody wants to talk about is Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Oh, you got to look the up race. the video. It's awesome. Because the race the, gets called in the middle of it and yes. reporters just start leaving. Because <laughs> this is how Giuliani found out that the race was called. Oh, Giuliani God. is behind the mic and someone says... Uh, hey, uh, so uh, the, the thing is over. And he said, oh, oh, who called it? Who called the race? 
and 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 they they say, well, you know, everyone, and he does this like someone said it's like a Larry David skit. He's like looking up at the sky, <laughs> like literally looking up at the sky, and he's like, like he's looking for a monitor, like he's looking for a teleprompter up there in the sky. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, do you remember when To did that press conference in his driveway, where he like got a weight bench out and i think i mm-hmm. think he was like bench pressing while he was doing no press he was conference. he was doing he was doing sit-ups he was doing that's like, right in, yes he was doing incline sit-ups going i don't know you better talk to the you better talk to talk to the cowboys or talk to the eagles because right. you know i'm just here working out look i'm in shape and to be fair terrell owens very much looked in shape nobody ever talks about that part of the press conference that you know they're like man to's crazy and you're like yeah crazily jacked look hey but that, you know man. what ready you to go. know what we have also seen footage of Rudy trying to take his clothes off, so maybe yeah. he's following the T.O. plan. I just... Mm. Drew Rosenhouse is right there. I didn't think, like, that right for there, me right was... Sor- th- mm. That T.O. press right conference there. was the one that I was like, well, that's sort of like your highway. That's sort of the mark you have to be. And this just leapt right over it. Just it completely was... over it. God, it was... I appreciate, by the way, that we have not even attempted to bury this in the show behind anything because it's all I want to talk about. Um, I would also remind everybody of this. Have you been at a press conference where you were like, oh, we're, we're deeply off the map? Oh, yeah. We are, we are very much. Because I was at well, the... Well, you were at Les's Have a Great Day. I was you? at Les Miles' Have a Great Day. That I... was a moment where we were completely off the map. I was at the Las Vegas Bowl after Arizona got their Arizona State got their ass beat by what was it Boise and Dennis Erickson just cried the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, Nobody knows what to do. No, it was like watching my. It's like watching everybody's dad cry. Like no one can make eye contact, and we all just froze in our seats. Yeah, that's um, you and I were both at Jason. Were you also there the year Robbie Caldwell came to SEC Media Days and talked about turkey insemination? Mm-hmm. Yes. The, yeah. the, the the beginning, peak, and end of the Robbie Caldwell era at Vanderbilt, all in a span of fifteen minutes. Yeah, he all was happened. he was on the he was on the Mike Leach plan for sped up timelines. <laughs> yeah. When you got the whole thing in like a Mayfly's lifespan, it was absolutely beautiful. The the other thing about this press conference that I find r- really awesome is that again, people people will tolerate things in real life, when it comes to those who are actually like their politicians or even their managers or people in like figures of authority, positions of authority that they will never tolerate in sports. Never. Right. At no point did anyone go, hey, you know, you're losing by 31 points. Maybe that whole thing about this team being fixed isn't maybe that's not there because I got a scoreboard and it's telling me how much you suck. Right. Because even in coaching. Yeah, like- I like don't in know. Sports, I, it, it, it's it's I, in sports you see like all right there was a bad call and someone says oh well there were like three other bad calls and also you lost by uh, fifty six points you know in in here it's like okay maybe there was a bad call another one probably went the other way but you you're you're gonna lose by seven million points like example Will Muschamp lost very badly this weekend to Texas A and M like I believe it was forty five three. But he managed not to hold a press conference at a landscaping <laughs> facility. First of all, oh, it was 48-3. I'm sorry. That's an important margin because it's three points more than I initially when, said. When did they kick the field goal? Do you know? I'll um, look it they, up if you don't. They kicked the field goal. No, I, I can tell you. Okay. They kicked the field goal with about five minutes and 50 seconds left <laughs> in the game. Five minutes and 50 oh. seconds on fourth and 14 
they I, kicked a field goal. Can I can for everyone listening here, and this is a sneak preview of of what I wrote about it, but whatever. It's a great point, and I'm gonna make it again. That fourth and fourteen, when they decide to kick a field goal, you know who's kicked the most field goals in the SEC this year? South Carolina. Do you know who has one of the bottom three rates in converting field goals successfully? South Carolina. Meaning South Carolina did not attempt to score a touchdown to give Colin Hill reps or give them morale or you know show that they were still fighting. No, they decided to do the thing they do the most and the worst of anyone. That Tommy yeah, Allen bitch they mentality do. really got in the groundwater over there, huh? <laughs> there's, there's, there's something in the aquifer. I do like that A and M immediately followed that f- that field goal that made the game forty one three with another touchdown. Another, yeah. Which, <laughs> by the way, this is Will Muschamp's like former coworker across from them, who's absolutely dog walking him. Of this all is of his the like condo. This is his like condo co owner, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you know when you go like he has to look across there and go, man, we were both right there, weren't we? Both right there in Jedi Academy. <laughs> <laughs> one of us ends. One of us ends up being the chosen one. One of us is one of those minor Jedi that Order sixty six just wipes out in like three frames of film. Right? Oh, what happened? What happened to old Obi Must Champ? Oh, I don't know. He's like, oh, he was doing youngling carpool. It was a hell of a day. <laughs> in fact, they didn't even kill him. He just he hit a wall. He's driving a bus, hit a wall because he, a bee got in the cabin. I'll never made him all ornery. He was the only one with a puce lightsaber. <laughs> I hope Will Muschamp hears this because it'll make it. That's a lofty number for Coach Muschamp. I'm just going to punch you with the hill. I'm not turning it on. I think that's for cowards. (laughs) (laughs) We're comparing him to a nerd story. He'd be so mad. He hates Uh, nerds so much. Will, Will, we really need to learn something other than force push. Mm -mm, Just force push. (laughs) But you could choke somebody. Force push. (laughs) He has to just look over. I mean, I do think he'd like throwing... He he would like throwing debris though. That's yeah. Right? That's it. Trash throw. <laughs> Trash, Trash <push>. throw. <laughs> Trash push. That's just normal force push. Will you can't call it? It's trash push. I'm not even what? using the force. I'm just throwing trash at you. <laughs> <laughs> he is the most terrifying Jedi of all. Force headbutt. <laughs> Coach, that's a regular headbutt. No, I did it with that's force. <laughs> He's just looking across the field, and he's like, he's like, some bitch got seventy-five million guaranteed. He's an A and M. They all love him. He gets special boots. I'm here at South Carolina trying to get a new weight room. They hate my ass. He's got, dude. He's really got weird. Jamie Harrison, who did not have a very good night on <laughs> yeah. Tuesday, being like, you yeah. know what we need to do? Get Will Muschamp the fuck out the paint. Wait, I yeah, missed Jamie that. Harrison's yeah, Harrison's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Jamie oh Harrison God. has has recovered enough to say, "All right, we're on to the next problem." This this is Holly. This is the tweet. That is this a is the solutions-oriented thinker that should have put Jamie Harrison in the center. Already this is the again. tweet. It, this is in the middle of you know everything that's going on with the election on multiple levels, including the Georgia double runoff. And this is the tweet. I'm so close to setting up a fundraising effort to buy out Muschamp's <laughs> contract. Jeez, dude has got to go. <laughs> okay, in his defense, in, in Jamie Harrison's defense, not in Muschamp's defense because he ain't got none. Uh, wow. Defense, I mean. Uh, it can't be that hard to devote much time of your day to thinking about how to be a better senator than Lindsey Graham. That leaves you with a lot of free time. Do you think Jamie Harrison would have won if he had run on, 
I'll I'll fire Will Muschamp the for the day after I'm elected. Yes, wow, because yeah. unlike Tommy Tuberville's run, that would have unified both Clemson and South Carolina. <laughs> also, yeah. Will Muschamp's a lot like Lindsey Graham because there's a lot of film you can use against him. <laughs> Four seasons total landscaping. Yeah, <sighs> I was gonna say. Even I just w- want to marinate in this. Even Will Muschamp in the press conference is like, "Yeah, it's bad." And I'm pissed off about it. And that's that's like that that's my way of saying that more supple, intelligent, supple. bold le- bold leadership shown by the guy that we're comparing to a Jedi who will only headbutt people. That's the guy. And robots. Oh, oh, he'll headbutt a robot. Don't you worry. <laughs> Give me the Clone Wars. Give me the Will Muschamp Clone Roger, Wars. Put him in that Roger. fucking arena. <laughs> Yeah, against the shitty Roger bots. Yeah, why are they? Why are they? Batter why are they, thousands of them. Why are they calling me Roger? Roger, I'll call you something, buddy. Come here, some bitch. Bam. I'm gonna keep going until you say Will. Will. It's William. William. Hey, speaking of general grievance, did y'all see what Mike Leach said after the game? <laughs> oh boy. Boy, the the no, life it's... cycle, the the Mike Leach life cycle is accelerated in remarkable time. That's exactly what I want to talk about. Yeah. Cuz he matter now. Uh we've had we have accelerated on the Mike Leach timeline which as per earlier review has all been taking place within the span of this pre and regular season. Uh and this time Mike said that fans that aren't on board with his program are impatient. And he said, maybe they can select another team. This is when you find this is when you find out, by the way, it's a little bit of a different world at Mississippi State than it used to be because um, they have experienced wins uh, more than one year in a row. More than two years in a row, actually. They have had... You dummies gave up Joe Moorhead on purpose. Joe Moorhead, by the way, had a rocking night for Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, they had 479 yards of offense against Stanford. Stanford's never really in it. They pretty much did what they wanted to, and that offensive line looked beautiful. So Joe Moorhead thriving in a state where every drug is legal. (laughs) No, not legal. (laughs) Sorry. It's some sort of subcategory of legal, meaning decriminalized. Decriminalized. There we go. Legal, legal legal-er. Ryan, you sounded as tired as I felt. Yeah, that's about right. (laughs) So... Joe, Joe Moore had obviously thrived good for him. Then, but this this Mississippi State crew, they they've tasted what it's like to be consistently a seven and eight win team. It's not going to be the same for a while, for a long while, for them. So I don't even think this is going to work because Mike Leach is typically what you do to you know your Washington State fan who's like, yeah, whatever, put it in my face, I don't care. Here, well, that's like that's like a comment. Like if you if you had said that after you lost to Auburn close like then it would maybe make sense where if people were like if mississippi state fans were unhappy about that you could be like look auburn has jesus on their side and they're also like maybe a good team maybe not who's to say and we're trying to do some different things like you got to be patient but when you beat vanderbilt who is by far the worst team in the sec like i don't think and i don't even mean that in to be all that negative because like no they're very bad well and, and like they're clearly so decimated on the roster that like the expectation should not be that high. You beat this team by seven points and it really did come down pretty much to the like late in the fourth quarter for you to pull this win out. 
like, yeah, people are allowed to be pissed about that because even if it is a rebuild, even if it is like a long process, these are some terrible results to get there. Like uh, nobody's saying like, go out and beat Alabama. It's like, can you comfortably beat Vanderbilt? Is that too much? If that's not too much to ask, like literally there's, there's nothing you can nothing at all. This is also where, can I just get my apology off my chest now? Yeah. 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 Get it onto someone else's chest. So gross. Um, I, Earlier this week, or earlier last week, I should say, Alex Kirshner told me that he was betting on Vanderbilt in this game. He was taking Vanderbilt in the points. I think it was either 18 and a half or 19. <clears throat> and I told him he was wrong and stupid and bad things were going to happen to him. And for a little while, it looked like maybe I was right because Mississippi State led, led this game 17-0 at halftime. And Vanderbilt had, like, every version of fuck-up going on for it. <clears throat> and, then in the, and then in the second half, Mississippi State came out and had a five-play drive that ended in a punt, a three-and-out, a three-and-out, a three-and-out, a three-and-out. And finally, after they had let Vanderbilt make it a three-point game, 14-17, and even within that, Vanderbilt had thrown a uh, a pick at the Mississippi State 28 and had fumbled uh, inside their own 20. Only then did Mississippi State finally decide to score one more time and, and didn't come close to covering. So, Alex, I'm sorry. You are smarter and better than me. You should not listen to anything I ever say. And you are more SEC than I am, and I seed whatever right I have to this, the keys oh. of the city of Tampa to you. You are now Tampa's chosen prince. What a prize. He'd love that. Like, no, <laughs> he would love it. No, he'd move to he'd Tampa. He's one of those people he would move to Tampa. He does. He'd move there and just go like, I can't believe you guys don't think this isn't heaven on earth. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Do you know they have the beach there? They do. Reasonable, reasonable cost of living. Yep. Yeah. Airport. Several, tremendous. Multi- multiple games stop. Vibrant local cuisine. Yeah. Sure. 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 Uh, that's. How old were you when you realized that Alex is Zeus from Gravity Falls? Uh, right now. Today. Yeah. Yeah, but you are correct. Yes, Zeus. Hey guys. Hey guys. What's up? Uh, the. Uh, this next bullet point, I don't even just y'all. Go ahead. Why don't you wait? Start with reading the bullet point. It says talking all the shit about Georgia. No, okay, what you, do you, you, do? you you said that in sort of like a kind of a passive voice kind of way. Who wrote the bullet point? I, I did. Huh? Okay, I did. Uh huh. And and, and who, I realized and who, who did you intend to do all the talking? Me. Okay. Just me. Y'all can just mm-hmm. jump in if you want to. I'm so happy about this, but like I have trouble experiencing joy because so much of my feeling about this game is tied up in negativity. It's not tied up in, oh man, I'm so happy to watch Florida thrive, which I guess some part of me is. I just don't want to lose this game because I generally kind of, I kind of hate the way Georgia does everything. Buddy, I got to tell you something. Mm-hmm. I think we've been hanging out too much in quarantine because you sound like me. 
Maybe. Maybe. That's entirely possible. But I will also say this. Georgia, like, completely squandered what is now, like, this year four for Kirby. You, you've blown a lot of time. And this is a big... This is a big bellwether for how badly and how much you've squandered. It's also a bellwether for how dick trippy the rest of the SEC East has been has been because he is real lucky that this hasn't caught up with him more than it has. Uh-huh. Cuz one might point out that at this point in his tenure Mark Rick had 50 wins and he's got 48. Mm, weird. Hmm. Mark Rick and Mark Rick was playing with less talent and a tougher SEC East. That might be something one might want to point out if one were noting these things. One might go, oh, hey, you know, the your quarterbacks, yeah, sure. You had a couple of difficult things with the quarterback. You know what you built your game around? The quarterback that you were complaining about was a limitation. Oh. That's how you continue to build game plans around a against a defense that could not defend anyone a couple of weeks ago. And honestly, might not have gotten that much better because there were a whole lot of open people, yes, even with your injured receivers, who, if you're so deep and you've recruited all of this talent into the state of Georgia and you've gotten them to go to UGA, injuries shouldn't be this much of an issue, should they? They really shouldn't. You're that much better. You've been recruiting at Alabama levels this whole time. Trying to tell me you don't have anybody who can catch the ball? Like, not a one? Because I can tell you, Florida's Florida's recruiting, it's been it's been all over the place. It's been largely good, but like I don't know, we had a two-star quarterback. He seemed fine. He threw for like 474 yards on a defense I know is loaded with four and five-star talent. So what's up with that, Mr. Defensive Head Coach? Why is that happening? Why why did you do all of this to disserve and disrespect the effort of like Monty Rice, who's playing on one foot? Also is named Monty. He's My named Monty. God. He's an awesome football player by default. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, if I want to look for the coolest like, dude... don't waste a Monty. That's a millennial Monty. Don't waste that. No. I mean, like... We don't get these guys every day. If you got an Ernie, if you got a Monty, if you got a Frank... A Herman. A Herman. If you have any of these cherished old man names in the body of a talented 20-year-old college football player... Value them. Cherish them. Don't put them out there playing on one foot and still somehow covering Kadarius Tony, which is not easy, and which I've seen four men fail out on a single play. You take that and you put the whole game plan on Stetson Bennett, the fourth shoulders, and you think that's going to get it done. Y'all still let a dude with a four at the end of his name throw all over you for a minute. Uh, for a minute, but not for long. I mean, they didn't you got to realize they, they didn't have over 200 yards passing. Like, I thought, oh, man, they, they, had, they had at least 250. That they're putting makes up, it sound so like it was so close to 200. Yeah. They didn't have that's, over that's 200. That's a yeah. humongous roundup. 112 <laughs> yards total passing. Yeah. A hundred and How much 12. of that was in, like, the first 10 minutes of the game? It, well, I think probably, I know uh, for Bennett's case, Mm. about 50 yards to that cool. right and he had like 78 on the day so they they pretty much ate all their snacks before the previews even ended just oh, okay that's it that's and all we got a, also a 75 yard rush like right away after yeah. which they had i think if i'm counting this right 16 more carries by running backs in the entire game oh yeah the the dude who got the 75 yarder 
Zamir Zeus White. How many carries did he end up end up with after that one carry for seventy five? He had seven. They gave him the ball six more times. That's a great average. That's fifteen yards a carry, bro. That's that's amazing. That's what they were looking out for. They're like, <laughs> yes. bro, we don't want to bring it down. <laughs> we don't we don't do we don't do counting stats here at Georgia. We're, we're on the advanced analytics. So he's only like, got a hundred se- country. Yeah, he's only got 170 yards by statistical probability. So he's used them all up. He's full. We'll just we'll just put him on different numbers here. We'll be fine. We keep we keep our backs on a tight pitch count here at Georgia. Yeah. And in addition to that, you didn't do that against uh, again a Florida defense who, at times, our safeties and DBs like to chase butterflies. They they get distracted by the beauty of the natural world. Sometimes ignore receivers running by, right by them. Sometimes they're sent on hopeless blitzes because, as Todd Grantham will tell you, the most effective blitz is the non-delayed, actual, intentional blitz that happens to come from 15 yards away from the person you're supposed to tackle. Is it a delayed blitz? No, it's just socially distanced. That's how we like to do it. Anyway, y'all should have won this game. If you'd had a quarterback, you probably could have come back. I, I don't know about that. Are you talking to? There's no Georgia on this show. You, you think Georgia should have won this game? I think they could have made it a lot closer, but they. I think okay, that'll they give didn't. you. But like, okay. well, is that like if they'd completed more than nine passes? If they had, if they had completed, if they'd had a quarterback who had completed half of their passes, which they did not. Bennett was five for sixteen. Dwan Mathis, a four-star recruit, mind you. It's not like we're just, you know, rolling out whatever fell out of the bus. Nope, he went four, four for thirteen, for thirty-four God, yards he- with two picks. He, he was like watching you know that that like computer game where you have uh, a tank and you have to like adjust the force and the angle to try to shoot the other tank across mm-hmm. the screen yeah and, and the first like four or five times you do it you're like whoa that was way off that's basically what his day looked like it was he just... when they announced yeah dewan math is coming in they flashed over to the sideline. Who had not been warming up? Is that what happened? Uh-huh. So he's warming up on the sideline. He's going to come in because Bennett jammed his shoulder. And I guess the most damning thing is about Bennett and Mathis' performance combined is that Bennett had a dinged-up shoulder, tried to fight through it, went about 5 for 16. Dwan Mathis, looking perfectly intact, went 4 for 13. So really was it? Yeah. So I don't – look, so I, hear, I hear everything you're saying, but like – Georgia looked like shit on defense, man. Like I'll bu- I'll buy they could have made it. That's closer. the worst. That's the worst part. Spencer, can but, I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Ryan. Keep going. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, this isn't a trap. You said before the game that you thought Florida was going to win this game. I did. Now that Florida has won this game, you sound disgusted. Discuss. Oh, it makes no sense. I have no idea what this emotional reaction is. It's probably being incapable. It's probably the incapability of experiencing or uh, really accepting joy after this year. Okay. Right. Well, Florida, I, I'm sort Florida of just... did. Florida did enough dumb shit that it felt like if you if you just looked at the dumb shit in a vacuum, you'd be like, "Oh, the Florida didn't have. Florida doesn't win that game because they open with giving up a touchdown on the first play." They throw a pick six. They miss a field goal when they have a chance to push push the lead to sixteen. Like they do enough things that you kind of and and like can't run the ball at all. Didn't really like 
try to run the ball a ton, but we're not particularly efficient in that department. Yeah. And if so I think if I had told Spencer before this game, hey, Georgia's going to score the first touchdown. It's going to be on the first play of the game. They're going to go up by two scores. And, um, oh, by the way, Kyle Pitts is going to leave with an injury, and he's not going to come back. God, the only good Kyle. Like, do you think, what do you think will happen here? Spencer, you would have said Florida loses, right? Right, I would have. And honestly, after after Dewan Mathis does, to his credit, come in and, and like, leads Georgia's offense to a touchdown in the third quarter, I was like, wow, here it goes. There's no way this defense holds us. None. Yes. Is that what happened? Obviously no. not. No. <laughs> Were there a lot of super brilliant things in this game? Oh, God, yes. Like the fact that uh, Kirby Smart, you know, Mr. Mr. I downloaded Saban's whole database into this gigantic brain and put a terrible haircut over it. Like that guy uh, couldn't defend a wheel route. They couldn't like that was that was the whole first half. Was oh that's cool you can't defend a wheel route. Also, for some you haven't figured out that the running backs can catch the ball because they threw they threw they threw so many passes to the running backs. I think they threw a combined total of like fifteen passes to running backs with probably more targets for significant yardage. Malik Davis, a running back, was the leading receiver. He had a hundred yards. This, the second leading receiver was a running back as well. Uh huh. Yeah, and 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 you know who didn't figure that out for about thirty minutes? Georgia. That's and and Georgia, by the way, way too many four hundred yard passing games for that vaunted defense. I just prefer the strength of your team. They're not good. They, that's like that. That's you're getting to the point now where you go. All right, this is this is not an aberration. This is what you can expect. Y'all notice how vaunted is never used non-facetiously well, it yeah. never it never it never is it only precedes bad right things. It's, it's never actually uh like it's never used standalone as its actual meaning right like something vaunted is, vaunted is always in retrospect it, yes right? like like something yeah. always used to be vaunted mm-hmm. anyway um anyway, the good news which uh arkansas reader question yeah Speaking of contests that went one way and then real far the other way, uh, I have a reader question from a fella who messaged me in the Moon Crew Discord, a space that you could join. This is user SP Sellers, and I know this is not our usual type of thing, but I, I would like to know if we could maybe perhaps push through and give this guy what he wants, because he took the time to ask me about the game, and... Again, I want to emphasize, I know this is not our usual thing, but see what you guys think of this. He's talking about the Tennessee-Arkansas game, which I watched 36 seconds of. So I'm going to count on you guys. for. No, I took a screen cap when I turned the game off. It was 14, I know, I saw. 14-24, first quarter. I had seen enough. Once again, my streak of knowing when to turn that game off remains intact. Anyway, SB Sellers question. And I'm sorry, I know, again, I know this is unusual for us. The first half versus the second half of this game was night and day. What do you think about Pruitt's future and Pittman as a first-year coach? Okay. I, who, I know, I who, know. Who, first I, of all, who we, got on, who we got on deck who actually spent 
significant minutes watching this. I think Ryan did because I think we discussed some of this. We we did discuss. I I gotta be honest. I mentally I, I got, like. I told him Split Zone Duo exists and it is a fine radio program that everyone should be listening to. Because well, I this mentally is a football question. I mentally cleared this game from my brain because I thought about talking about it, but I was like, Holly's not. I, why would I do that to Holly? That's sweet. So, so I am a little. I am a little. Uh, I am a little like taken aback that we're talking about it. But yeah, I, I spent time watching this game. Time that I'll never get back. Time that I could have used for countless other things, bettering myself, bettering the world around me, uh, just reflecting on things of beauty. Learning. But instead, I watched. Uh, instead, I watched Tennessee, Arkansas. That's Frank true. Calling the Trump voter fraud hotline. A hundred percent. Would have been a better use of time, but I didn't do those things. So, yeah. Um, let me get that number, actually, real quick. So, let me tell you what happened in short in this game. That Tennessee enters the half up 13-0, and they leave with a 24-13 loss. Most of that happened in the third quarter. Not when... most of it. All of it. All yeah. of it happened in the third quarter. <laughs> uh, it, it Certainly, like, this is when Arkansas wakes up. It also coincides with... Tennessee deciding to go, hey, you know what? Our guy really isn't getting it done on offense. We're going to go ahead and mess around, and we're going to let the other guys play quarterback. I will just point out that while causation is not correlation, the minute that they started, or correlation is not causation, but the minute they started messing around with this, and the minute they started going... Correlation go, and causation have been shacking up heavy this fall. Well, uh, well hold on. The, you're, 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 slightly, you're slightly mislabeling what happened here, because they didn't I, decide... No, no, I'm not done. Not done. Okay, all right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. They didn't decide, but this is when we see the other guys from the Tennessee bench. Sure. Right? This is when we see... Uh, Harrison Bailey. Bailey Harrison. A.K.A. Bailey Harrison, Georgia-compatible quarterback by name. Um, and, and you see guys like Brian Marr who come off the bench because big complaint among Tennessee fans that Jarrett Garantano isn't getting it done. I am leaving something out, Ryan. That Jarrett Garantano got hurt? Yes. Okay. Oh, dang, that's, that's, that, that's, that's the point. Like, It is worth noting that. And it's not... It's not as if he had been a world beater in this game. Nope. In pretty much any game prior to this. Like and and it's not as though Tennessee has uh as a program at least has had a ton of faith in him as the as the signal caller. No, so like a freshman, no. So it's not a circumstance where you think like if you think of teams like oh, who is truly unprepared to go to somebody else at quarterback in the middle of the game if they have to. Tennessee should not be on that list because, like, even when he's healthy, they're, like, halfway ready to do it. Yeah, I so, said this a minute ago uh, since he was a freshman not to uh, kick Jared around, but to say that since his first season with this program, he has been jerked around a lot. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, Brian Moore comes in first and goes 0 for 4. As on the other side of the ball, the Hogs have woken up. They score 24 points in the third quarter. And Brian Moore goes 0 for 4 and gets a QBR of 4.8. Say what you will about QBR is an understandable stat. We can all agree that if you get 4.8 and it's not an AP weighted GPA, something has gone very wrong. Yeah, yeah. it was... It's bad. It's bad. Their quarterback situation is very much bad. It is insanely bad. 
I would like to bring to the show, not to talk about real football for too long, something that Spencer and I have been talking about a lot uh, as I grouse my way through yet another disappointing uh, Tennessee football campaign. And Ryan, I think you and I have had this discussion as well, so I'm going to throw this to Jason. Uh, Jason, can you think of a program on Tennessee's ostensible level that has had less success with putting in particular quarterbacks in a position to succeed? Let me put this question another way. Can you think of a program that has had more bad fifth-year quarterbacks than this one? So Tennessee's level, um, <clears throat> I think that's Nebraska, Tennessee and Nebraska, those two teams. Very um, similar. <laughs> th- those are the two teams that always uh, just go together in my mind. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of just a race throughout history ever since the glorious 1990s. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're, uh, they got a guy drafted. I don't know if Nebraska has recently. Mm-hmm. So doing better than Nebraska there. The yeah. um the one Tennessee thing I want to note is Jeremy Pruitt yeah. is currently fifteen and sixteen. He got a contract extension two months ago, and as of right this moment, he has the same record that Butch Jones had through thirty-one games against a against an easier schedule, like against a definitely easier schedule. If you look at who they've had to play cross division, if you look at who they've had to play non-conference, like it's definitely an easier schedule than the previous like the first three years of butch yes yes i will hold on i was talking to richard about this i will pull it up and find it while you're talking while you're pulling that up i have my own pet theory that is absolutely unscientific i will pause for you to regain your astonishment uh i have my own pet theory about tennessee's schedule this year and why they are performing not why they are performing but one reason they're performing so poorly against a schedule that has not in its earliest weeks you know contained their usual front-loaded monsters and that is this the legendary never-ending tennessee gripe through the generations has been uh tennessee schedules front-loaded tennessee plays all their hard games first and down the back end of november they coast hopefully through vandy kentucky now missouri uh and what's how they always end up landing in a respectable-ish middle tier bowl game more often than not here's the thing i think tennessee is a lot better at getting talent than it is at developing talent i think this problem has persisted since the end of fulmer and we have not yet pulled down a coach who can remedy that, which tells me that this is systemic rot. This is not down to any one guy. This is a group of people who are prioritizing the wrong things because a bunch of fifth year quarterbacks, one after the other who can't get it done is not entirely upon the shoulders of all those fifth year quarterbacks because there are men who are paid millions and millions and millions of dollars to put them in a position to succeed and they have not done so. And here's the thing, what happens when you flip that schedule playing Georgia in early October, playing Florida in week three, every year playing a high profile non-con game 
uh, against what's usually a pretty quality team to start off the season. Tennessee loses a lot of those games, but what those games do, what that quality of opponent does, is it not only masks when Tennessee might be good, it masks when Tennessee might be bad because they're going to lose those games either way. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been um, thinking, I'm sorry. I said this is why I don't watch these games anymore because this is the train of thought that I get on. But this Jeremy Pruitt is not the solution. I don't like him for reasons that aren't really related to anything he's doing on the field. But it's not even the same athletic director that's made all these hires. They're looking in the wrong place. So Jason, so in I, terms pull, of, I pulled it up. In, yeah. in terms of bringing in talent, like bringing in really good talent and then not developing it, all right, I have a stat that I think will cheer you up and bear with me because it's going to start out pretty rough. Okay. Over the past 15 years, Tennessee Nothing is number 12 in total recruiting, all right? God Which is, damn it. That's pretty good. That's ahead of Miami, Notre Dame, A&M. That's ahead of Clemson over the last 15 years. Ahead of Oregon, that, Penn State. That's not good. Um, <laughs> no, but there we go. after that? Okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right. All right number all right, one. All right. Knows number one in 15 year recruiting with zero national titles to show for it. The University of Georgia. <gasps> that is great. I was going to say, are we t- I was like, why are we, why are we talking wow. about Georgia? I do feel better. Why are we <laughs> talking about the dogs? That did help, Jason. Thank you. Do you want right, to go? So- do, you, do you want to undergo a three to four year vocational program where you can practice football games? Not worry about winning any championships oh. or extending the season and still get in the NFL. That's why people keep going to Georgia. And then it, you play for Matt Patricia. God. <laughs> All right. So, and Jason, can, here. Sorry, sorry Ryan, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, I was going to say, here's here are the non-conference and the uh, rotating West opponents that Butch Jones had in his first three years. This is the highlights. Uh, year so one. So in addition to Florida, Georgia, Alabama, you have. Correct. Uh, year okay. one, he draws a road game against number, uh, against Oregon. This is back when Oregon's still good. This is 2013. And uh, he play he hosts the Auburn team that goes to the national championship that year. Year two, a road game against number four at the time, Oklahoma. And they go on the road to the Ole Miss team that beat Bama with Bo Wallace. Um, year three, they host Oklahoma. That's a game I think Godfrey went to that Tennessee almost I was at that. I was at that game. That's the last yeah. game I went to in person. Yeah. Um, and they did not. And, and then they get Arkansas. So they get like a little bit of a, of a, of a respite there. So it's like... It's very much loaded with aggressive, like it's aggressive scheduling that was going Which to be I hard. Sure, I like, yeah. as a fan, as a fan, I appreciate. You know, Tennessee went longer uh, up until uh, up until after I was out of college. Tennessee had not scheduled. I want to say had not scheduled what was then a one double A team since like the eighties. So then, uh, and Jeremy I appreciated that. Jeremy Pruitt's first year, he plays West Virginia, gets killed. Um, he has Auburn as his rotating team, an Auburn team that finishes eight and five, so not like world beating Auburn necessarily. Um, last year, they didn't, I mean, they had BYU, but they lost that game. They also lost to Georgia State, but they didn't have like a huge, like a like an Oregon, Oklahoma level opponent. Oh, I forgot about and, that. And Mississippi State was their West team that they played last year. So like, so this is propping up my theory because I got to tell you something, y'all. I'm everybody leaning close. 
if you got headphones, press them to your ears. These are all the same team. The one, this it, team it right does here have that, that feel. Is dick tripping, does. This team right here that is dick tripping against a, a, an easier schedule has the exact same problems as teams that have to play hard teams and lose. It's just that in normal years, everyone feels sorry for them because the team kicking the shit out of them is Florida and not Kentucky. And that I'm we gonna, have, to, and that we, I'm, by the way, have to just. This is all a matter of the editing. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say something that I might regret and that feels very mean. I already regret because I'm talking about Tennessee and I can't even think about it without making me angry. What is the difference at this point between Tennessee and NC State? Nothing. You know what? I'll tell you the difference between Tennessee and NC State. We are never, and God help me, I am chained to this team by birth because I can't stop saying we. We're not as good as NC State because NC State fans at least have, once in a while, the snakebite ankling of another team to absolutely ruin the season of a hated rival that they otherwise cannot break through on. We can't even get that far. I was going to say NC State's cheaper. (laughs) Well, I think the main thing is... I think the main Tennessee's thing an expensive is, NC State. Tennessee, NC State has doesn't real give rocks. a shit if they go seven and six. Right? No, they yeah. don't. Right. And Tennessee should maybe chill on that front or start looking for something else. I, I will tell you guys what I told. I mean, you guys know this. I'm I'm going to tell the listeners this because I told our our friendly Arkansas fan uh, who hit me up on Saturday night. Y'all, I'm not kidding when I say I don't watch these games because this is all I think about when I'm watching this game. You've heard me say it on the show, and I say it every time I sit down in front of a Tennessee game since something like 2003. I've seen this movie before. See, this is why I wasn't going to bring up the Tennessee-Arkansas game. I just... Uh, also, uh, also, I, hey, listen, Ryan, thank you for going through. No, I'm, I'm cool. I'm fine. This is a no. I know. I, I know you're cool. All the time. Thank you for looking through that because I had not, for my own emotional health, uh, gone through and actually looked at that theory. And now that I know that I'm not just talking out of my ass and my instincts have a little bit of data to back it up, I actually feel better. Also, I feel justified in my continued not viewing of this football team also and not setting foot in the games uh for other reasons uh is a whole different story but i can't even bring myself to watch them on television because i don't like reruns also nc state's got that house arrest wolf logo which is awesome yeah but they, have fake, <laughs> they got fake rocks though and we got a river that's it that's the only thing that makes tennessee better uh than nc state I would prefer to be an NC State fan because those people, unless they're in Lauren Brownlow's mentions, appear to have largely reasonable expectations and take joy in ankle-biting Clemson every once in a few years. The last time Tennessee had a real, real shot to ruin somebody's season was the Mount Cody game in 2009. Yeah, even the Florida teams that you've beaten since then, their their seasons were scuttled, or they were obviously Maybe. like it's they were just, obviously headed to like nine and three well, and, and getting killed by Alabama. Tennessee, as a culture, does also not have the mindset at the institutional or the fan level to take pleasure in 
uh, to take pleasure in having that kind of season because like the title the title's still too fresh you know with georgia uh georgia fans should be better at this than they are because their last title was thousands and thousands and, and thousands of, of days ago you know i was 16 when tennessee won their title uh it's it's a it's a memory that i have as a not yet adult and now i am a youngish adult and it is still in my mind so i i understand why people who have been clinging to this program like grim death think that they ought to do better but i gotta tell you y'all the problem ain't the coach whatever's going on it's in the pipes Ooh. it's in the walls one more thing the trump voter fraud hotline <laughs> which you absolutely should not call to yell about jeremy pruitt and phil fulmer that number and the haslams too definitely don't report them for voter fraud that number is 1-888-630-1776 i'm not making this up oh they are now different they got they got multiple yeah, they, numbers now no they changed no they had to change it because everybody uh, was the other oh do we have a new one so it'd be a real shame if you hang on let me find read that one. out i would just want to real quickly point out that conversation jogged my memory i believe we are now Eight presidential administrations removed from Georgia's last national title. Eight. <laughs> you know, that that really is a tradition, unlike any other. Can I swing us in a completely opposite emotional direction? Sure. I wish you would. Anyway, uh, Arkansas friendly Arkansas fan. I hope that answers your question. Uh, SP Sellers. Once again, I recommend shut uh, shut zone duo. I recommend split zone duo for all your actual football needs because I don't like talking about it. Lo love love you. Thanks. Good, good talk. Indiana is a top team. ten motherfucking team in top the nation. Top ten Indiana in college football right now. That is a thing that is true. I'm so happy about this. Okay, so the new voter fraud hotline number, or the newer one, is 800-895-4152. If that is white supremacist code, I can't crack it off the top of That's my head. That's at least I'm the sure third different one, then. Okay, cool. I'm pretty sure. So well, much voter fraud that they're, gonna, they're over there. I'm going to mute. <laughs> they got three if, full. I think, wait, you know, you I bet what it is, is they, right can't, they can't afford to, they can't afford to pay for, like, uh, a big enough like voicemail box you that's know? true y'all should true. use free conference call voicemail box they're, they're, well they're just setting up free trials all over the place okay, 4152 let's try that okay. um paul sorry the number you call <laughs> sorry <laughs> they shut sorry. down this sorry. <laughs> they, they, sorry. They, they got a canadian <laughs> oh <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Indiana, if they beat Michigan State on Saturday, and yeah. they, uh, I haven't looked, I assume they're favored, the, the computers would favor them, they will move up and they will break the tie to A have graphing their calculator with third. Them. <laughs> well, it's it's in it's in East Lansing. You never know. There might be uh, a, an earthquake going on, a volcano of hammers. Um, they had a number four ranking in 1945 and 1967. Uh, they're currently tied with their 1969 team for the highest ranking in Indiana history. Any nice. movement up from now breaks that into. <laughs> we are very nearly into third greatest Indiana team of all time territory. Also, if it's... this team wins a bowl, you could argue it's the second best. The number, the 1945, we went 9-0-1. That's going to be hard to top. But 
I believe in, in the this Hoosiers. is the year. The, the, yeah, the, no. the best part about this game was that going in, I think people like the possibility of Indiana being Michi- beating Michigan was certainly on the table, but most of us were emotionally prepared for something maybe more like the Indiana Penn state game, something that's close and where Indiana alternates like, wow, what exciting bullshit they've pulled off with. Oh no, what terrible bullshit they've committed. Um, and instead they just stomped the fucking shit out of Michigan for the um, whole game. Yeah, you want me you you want the most shocking number out of that? Please. We watch, we watch this one. Yeah, no. The most shocking number out of this when you go, "Well, you say stomp the shit. Show it, Ryan, you have exaggerated." <laughs> no. Uh insane Matlock style lawyer <laughs> that I just made up who appeared like a ghost in my mentions. You know I thought it was great? Robert E. Lee back again for some reason. I have laid down oh, man, we're my sword at the Zaxby's. We're talking about a lot of participation trophy winners tonight. The serenity of peace is something I seek. <sighs> uh, uh, 13 you know what yards. great about this voter fraud story is that I googled Donald Trump voter fraud hotline and I can't find it online. I only see stories about TikTok teens flooding the line. <laughs> well, it, flooding the lines. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, I got another one. Okay. 888-503-3526. You dial that and I'm going to drop this fact 13 yards rushing. The, they they had uh, yeah, thir- I think that's the one I've seen most often. They had 13 yards rushing against Indiana. It just says Indiana. tell us what you are seeing. National War Room. All of our agents are busy helping oh. other callers. At the tone, please record your message. Oh. When you finish recording, Spencer, up, just tell Spencer, them about Michigan's 13 rushing yards. Yeah, just, just keep going. <laughs> Yo, listen. Michigan only got 13 rushing yards. I know. I know that's fraud. I need a recount on those yards. Y'all told me about Count voter all fraud. legal yards. <laughs> Count all the legal yards. That's what you need to do. I need certified yardage because I'm seeing Indiana at 10. And if you want weird voting patterns, well, that's one there, buddy. <laughs> I'm looking at a top 10 that's got BYU, which, well, you know, they're freaks. It says 8 No, I know they ain't played eight games. And then I got Cincinnati. I got Florida. That's a commie team. A&M is in the top five, y'all. That's a bad sign. I need a recount. I see Notre Dame at two. What? Why y'all got them that high? This is fraud. This is fraud. I need that. I see something called Coastal Carolina. That's a line of men's leisure shorts. That ain't a school. Take care of this, Davy Trump. Not that we, not that we approve of schools to begin with. Yeah, that was fun. You out of steam? You want to hang up? Yeah, no, you can hang hey, up. Hey, y'all, if you could like and subscribe to our college football podcast <laughs> this is, here at the Trump Voter Fraud Hotline, that'd we be would good. Really appreciate it. You can find us uh, on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, Overcast, uh, just wherever you find your podcast. But you, you can search shut down full cast uh and thank you we would we would really really appreciate your time also, i would also uh, like put, to talk I, about- I just want i just want to note folks on the that we don't have any money so don't don't ask us for any money no no i know you i know you need money but we don't have any you can reach us on twitter at 38 godfrey yep uh if you would like to if you would like to engage engage there but uh we're citizens and we're constituents and Auburn's going to win the football game. 
Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave this here because I don't know how long this voicemail can go. Let's just keep the podcast going. Yeah, no, we'll keep it going. We'll, we'll leave. Oh man, one lucky person going through voicemails at the Trump voter fraud hotline is gonna receive a rough cut of our episode. It's amazing. Directly into so, voicemail. Yeah. So yeah, 13, 13 yards rushing total for Michigan. Now they in large part had to abandon the run at an early stage in the game due to a twenty four seven lead amassed by the Hoosiers by the half. However. Uh, if this is if this is Michigan and they were really going to a Josh Gaddis constructed designed spread run game, they they threw that out the window fast. Joe Milton had to throw thirty four times, uh, and they still only got twenty one points out of it. Indiana, just a warning, is they're good. This is a good football team in the Big Ten. I have no idea what they look like against anyone outside of this conference or whether they'll even get to play their next game. Oh, okay. Shit, better press oh, yeah, three. No, save it. Save yeah, there three. we go. Three. <clears throat> Just like Will Muschamp at the end of the AM game. Three. <laughs> three. <laughs> Message sent. Okay, so it appears to be about three minutes long. Okay. That's good. That's three minutes out of All someone right. else's day. All Excellent. Right. Um, yeah. Spencer, you have a note in here. I'm just I feel better. I, I feel better now that I've talked to someone. The team Michigan lost to last week lost 49-7 to Iowa! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Mm-hmm. That'd be Michigan State, uh, who in two weeks has had two had a total of ten turnovers, I believe. <laughs> if you combine, if you combine the seven and the three. The seven that they had against uh, Rutgers and the three that they had against Iowa. That is correct. I, yes. Yeah. I. That's that's not. You know, when you go, oh, man, well, we only had three turnovers. <laughs> so your variance, you're telling me, is somewhere between three and seven turnovers a game. That's that's yes. what you're talking. And Michigan still struggled with you. Oh, oh, this is looking. This is coming up stank. I don't think there's no aberration here. You know, like like we said about like we said about Georgia maybe not being a real great football team at this point and their defense not being real good for a lot of different reasons. Uh Michigan's just not good. Georgia can at least point to injury. Michigan I have no idea what any of you are doing right now. I I would like to offer you a chilling thought. Mm-hmm. Michigan and Penn State are going to play a football game this year. End of probably thought. In theory. Probably. In theory. Man, if that's canceled, there's going to be so many Michigan fans who are like, oh, thank God. Thank God. There, and Penn you, State I'm fans, sorry, too. You, you think the Penn State fans won't be happy? I mean, Michigan has at least won a game. They're below. They're, I, I say this with all affection. Penn, they're idiots. They're going to be like, no, we want to play it. And then after five minutes into the game, they'll be like, no, why did we do that? Michigan fans will hold the conclave. Policy proposals will be entertained, and they'll come to a consensus, right? A studied, composed consensus. Penn State fans will show up like, "Woo! Oh God, we should have thought about this. This is a very bad idea." I, I also don't know. By the way, if you don't know that, uh, one last note on Michigan and Indiana before we sunset this and just say, "Woo, Hoosiers!" They have the most made-up sounding like receiving core I've ever heard of in my life. I mean, it's not enough that their quarterback is Michael Penix Jr., which is the funniest part, that, yes, his name is somewhat like Penis with an X at the end. 
So that it's some, not said like that at all. It no, just has five of the same letters. It, uh, it only Four has, of the same letters. It only almost looks the same on paper. It's that he's junior, right? Remind mm-hmm. you that, like, yeah, there's that's big That's big Penix. You're watching Little Penix play. Big Penix is sitting in the stands. Their receiving core, Ty Freifogel, Wop Fillier, Peyton Hendershot, and Jacoby Hewitt. Not these, are Jacoby. Like, these are like Dick Tracy... Mm-hmm. Like henchmen. Samson James. Steve Scott the third. <laughs> yeah, they have the most um, made up receiving core I've ever heard of in my life, and they're awesome. All you know of them. it's you know it's not made up. The hmm. amazing comfort and quality mm-hmm. There we go of, of the sweatshirts and t shirts and baseball shirts at homefieldapparel.com my as man. always. The sponsors of this fine podcast. Um just completed season one of Big New Saturday, where we like. Let's run down the list. Who did we get? We got Pitt. We got Hawaii. We put Pitt we, on. We got Slippery Rock. We got Auburn and Alabama. We got Colorado State. Um, who else am I forgetting here? We got Michigan, uh, obviously. Yeah, Michigan, such as um, We got oh, we got South Dakota School of Mines, or, or Colorado School of Mines. I, I'm sorry about that. Um, <clears throat> We got Vanderbilt, sure, Delaware, Rice. We got so motherfucking many... Zot. We, we got, got Zot. We Zotted all over this shit. Ew. <laughs> and you can That's Zot right. over it. You can Zot all over it, too, when you use offer code FULLCAST <laughs> oh, for get 20%. That, get, that, get that Zotty all over your body. That's right. Oh, feel good. <laughs> There's, okay, they, have, they also have San Diego State. Is that better? I personally own uh, a a home field apparel San Diego State Aztec sweatshirt. Louisville, uh, that... you can you can get a sweatshirt with a bird with teeth. Wait, does Louisville uh, even have more teeth? amazing? They, yeah. Home Field has a Louisville logo that does not have teeth. Wow. That was mind blowing to me. Way less creepy. It also wow. has a dunking bird. A wow. dunking bird. Although it's I'm not. still I'm still thinking about that Zot. Zot. Um, <clears throat> use off Home Field. Forecast. I think of them as the Four Seasons Total Shirt Wearing <laughs> Company. <laughs> the offer code is Fullcast. The savings are twenty percent. It's on your first order. The holidays are coming. The comfort is endless. The ad, fucking seamless. Let's move on to talk about uh, to talk about something that was a little bumpier. That um, was, yeah, the Clemson Notre Dame game. I'm gonna point us. You gotta, you, you gotta go ahead and speak on it, Jason. You got some things to say about Clemson. They're on your Clemson. chest. You gotta get them off. Clemson, we gotta talk. Okay, come on down to the altar, Clemson. Clemson, 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 Clemson. Uh, so to this point, you have been a good Pentecostal program. All right. Uh, the the fire is on you. The spirit is in you. The passion, I see it. It's demonstrated week in and week out. Your fruits demonstrate your faith. But Clemson, is it not written that you should be either hot or cold, either win or lose? Now, what were you at the end of regulation against Notre Dame, Clemson? You were lukewarm, weren't you? The score was tied. It's not a win or a loss. Is it not written that the lukewarm will be spat out of the Lord's mouth? 
Do you want to be spat out of the Lord's mouth, Clemson? No. You want to stay in his mouth like a lozenge, Clemson. <laughs> Lord's got a sore throat. He needs you in there. A tie. Ryan, that's like purgatory, isn't it? No heaven, no hell, just in the middle. That's right. And that's it, your and, department, and brother. Like, like, like an a, unbaptized infant. Like that's an right. ACC review, it's endless. I, I was going to say. Purgatory's their oh, shit, not yours, Clemson. Oh, Clemson. Clemson, do you know what purgatory's for? According to some old Italian man who walked before the earth was born, virtuous pagans. Yeah. It's the six and six mm. of, of the you afterlife. You want to be part of that, Clemson? It's you the Wake be... Forest afterlife. <laughs> it's you the be... Bowden. It's the Clemson Bowden era. <laughs> mm-hmm. You want to be spat out somewhere lukewarm. South Bend, Indiana sounds about right. Now, Clemson, not only were you lukewarm at the end of regulation, you failed the entire charismatic movement. In fact, you failed all of Protestantry. Because Catholics only got 60 minutes in them. Catholics are only good for an hour. Catholics perform for an hour and then they leave. They are done. They will see you the next week. Pentecostals, Clemson, such as yourself... You're supposed to be there all day. Overtime is your time to shine. Overtime, that's altar call one, all right? That's, <laughs> that is the time to win souls for the Lord, all right? And I'm not, hey, Methodists, I'm not talking to you, all right? We're talking about these charismatic-ass <laughs> Protestants like, like Clemson. I understand y'all get out of church in 75 minutes. That's awesome for you. You're efficient. You get to watch the NFL. We don't give a shit about that here at Clemson. We're here to go to church until 3.30 in the afternoon. And then go to Hardy's and come right back for night church. There are snakes to handle. <laughs> so what happened during that first altar call, Clemson? Did you win souls for the Lord? Did you lay the football at the foot of the cross in the end zone? No. No, you stood there with your hands in your pockets. Didn't well, the, you, the, football, the football has to cross the plane of the... Football has to cross the plane yeah. <laughs> at the foot of the cross. Nope. Like a, so we're, oh. so what do we do, Clemson? We're going to sing one more verse. We're going to go to overtime, too. And you lost to a bunch of fucking Catholics after 60 minutes. That Jason, is, what's the Bible say about rich men getting into heaven? Whew, I mean, it's Dabo. Dabo's a pretty rich man, isn't he? $8 million a year. Just to, just to get out-efforted after an hour by a bunch of Catholics. And they had to literally watch... The good book beat them. You lost to the book. You lost to the book. Should have been reading the book, but you weren't reading them, were you? Because <laughs> he threw for, uh, what's the number of yards? Numbers, that's the Old Testament. We don't read that here in the <laughs> Pentecostal church. We don't read all that. But, uh, yeah, Clemson, you are, you are now a loathsome spider held over the lake of fire. Um, the shit was predestined. Uh, the part for me, I never knew. Oh, by the way, I w- it's so it, here in uh, Baby Blue Cobb County, uh, blue three elections in a row. By the way, um, I just want to point out that the only pickup flags I have seen this weekend, um, after seeing photos of Trump flags and anti BLM flags and Confederate flags in, in other places, not here in Baby Blue Cobb County, of course, the only truck flag that I have seen all weekend was a Notre Dame flag. <laughs> Back out, baby. Cath- Catholics are more powerful than ever. I got to go learn Latin, man. <laughs> Take him back over. Ooh, Jason, you're going to like Latin because you can pronounce it pretty much however you want, and no one can tell you you're wrong. It's That's great. true. Oh, shit, we, yeah. We don't know what it sounded like. Perfect. 
Um, I would. Pa Yesu. I just like I just like like to point out, by the way, that the only people the only people who definitely had a good who had the good book on Saturday night were the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They, they, right. they requiem damn near killed him. Damn. No. <laughs> I'm going back to Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Ian, Ian book was awesome though. He was great. He's it was phenomenal. it was a pretty good book. Yeah. He was. And also like if if you want to see like the the little thing, go watch that game and go watch Blitz Pickup. That's my technical thing because every time Brett Venables did one of his galaxy brain blitzes where it's like, I have blitzed 14 people on this play and yet have eight in, eight in coverage because I made new math. Every time they did that, Notre Dame picked it up and it was stunning. Mo- mostly, by the way, because of the hard work and effort of the running backs who just slid and picked. Kyron Williams was awesome in blitz pickup that's a, like normally you point that out and they're like oh whatever that's kind of a boring detail no go watch him he was looking for people he was looking for rushers to hit it was so inspiring to watch him take what is normally drudge work for a running back and take obvious glee in completely destroying his man it was it was very very cool and that's probably the nicest thing i'll ever say about notre dame football but when you kick ass then, then the ass kicking must be appreciated by all of those who who are into the kicking of ass. And Kyron Williams was just doing nothing but that on Saturday night. It was so absolutely cool to watch. Um I want to talk about something that uh is is pretty 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 simple when you lay it out. You know who screwed up on Saturday? You know you know who you know who spit the biggest bit of all? Uh that'd be Virginia Tech. This is the dumbest shit. This is going to hurt. It hurts me. It hurts. This is going to make my teeth hurt, but I think I have to share it with you if you did not see it. Okay? Because it was, when you go, oh man, that's the worst thing I've ever seen on a football field. I really came close to thinking that this was one of the worst ways to lose a football game. Not involving the refs losing their mind like ECU Tulsa the other week. No, no, no. This is one of the worst, like, own goals I have ever seen on a football field at the this end of a like, game. This was was this better or worse than Narduzzi? Worse. Okay. I'm gonna yeah, because this, this had more. This is liberty. I, I guess I was thinking in terms of the explanation at the end of the game and the flimsiness thereof. Yeah, this okay. was more like li- this was more literary in its mm. in its awful. Like you know. No, that's an excellent point. The Duke, the 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 Miami Duke um, return at the end of the game, like that to me is the worst way to lose a game, where you lose the combination of like insane play, and you got screwed on the call, and it's the very last thing that happened. Like that is the worst way. This is like the most psychologically traumatic way. It all happened so quickly. It did, <laughs> but but also it didn't. That's the other fucking yeah. part about it is that it all happened with like time and the ability to make choices. It wasn't like that's the difference is it wasn't like, oh, you know, we screwed up. Um, we screwed up our prevent coverage and a guy got behind us and we accidentally tipped it to him. Like that's just such a freak occurrence. This was the combination of freak occurrence, uh, bad decision making and like 
personal hell. So and we're also I you know I say this is difficult, but also I'm not being paid four million dollars to make the right call there. So Spencer, That's... tell people tell people what happened since we've now built it up. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and just say I'm gonna put Virginia Tech's entire brain in a pressure cooker before we ever get to this point. You say for Virginia a good... Tech, but we're really talking about one dude. Uh, yeah, just a point. And it brings me no joy to say that. Yeah, um, because Virginia Tech. Uh, is gone back and forth with Liberty the whole game, as it is, in fact, in the fourth quarter Which, losing. Which, first of all, geez. No, yeah. it's tied. It's tied. Well, they, okay, no, but they, oh, they you're, were... Oh, you're going further back. Okay. I'm going a little bit further back, yeah, because the last, two, the last two or three minutes of this game, absolutely bonkers, like nuts. Liberty gets the ball back with 546 left. They go down, and they score. They leave too much time on the clock, because Virginia Tech... Responds in kind, goes down with just like under two minutes. They had like a minute 40 left. They go down and they score in about 50 seconds. And they leave 52 on the clock, thus giving Liberty the ball back with 52 seconds. And here's where it gets really, really messed up. Because Liberty gets the ball, begins working their way steadily down the field, and gets in range for a very, very long field goal. A 57-yarder, I think, at this point. 55 yards. 59. 59 yards. Is there not yarder. also a, a, a little bit of a thread about that particular kicker's career long heading into this? Oh, nowhere close to it. Like, 42. No. 42 yards 42. was his career long. Yeah, so they're lining up for a 59-yarder. And uh, they snap the ball about five, with about five seconds, or no, nine seconds left. They, they snap the ball, and kick is blocked. It is returned for a touchdown. If anybody wants to make the dramatic interjection here, do so. Because it's returned time for out. a touchdown. Oh! <laughs> oh! Hey! Hey, Justin Fuente, thank you! Yeah. What you doing? What you doing, buddy? Virginia Tech called timeout before the blocked field goal that would have won them the game and ended it in in regulation. It's going to end in regulation. Oh, haven't. it's going to end it. Oh, yeah. So yeah. they called timeout, um, thus negating the return and the TD, which would have won them the game. Uh, Liberty gets the ball back. And they call prevent defense to respond to Liberty's... Uh, presumed i i don't know they're like oh maybe they're gonna call a maybe they're gonna call a hail mary you could only see three virginia tech defenders on the screen on this final play liberty on fourth and six happily takes an eight yard out to get it to the virginia tech 33 alex barber lines up for what would be a career-long 51 yarder which he can take because virginia tech gave up all of the yardage, including those easy sideline outs. Because, I don't know, man, he's only got a 42-yarder in the bag. Who says he's got the, the iron to hit a 51-yarder? Which is exactly what he does on the next snap, causing Virginia Tech to lose at home to the Liberty Flames. Hey, I have a, follow I have a follow-up question. Um, mm -hmm. Why did Justin Fuente take that timeout? Because he wanted him? to make sure he had his block team on the field. <laughs> And there it hey, is. Hey, hey, hey. There hey. it is. Hey. Confirmed. Uh, he did. Now, yeah. Nobody, nobody is it's bringing that up. It's good to check. You can't yeah. be too sure. Never nobody assume. Nobody is bringing that up. 
He did, Never in fact, assume. have the block team on the field. Good job. Would you that want means, him to leave that the That means your special teams coach did his job. So now you go to your special teams coach and you say, Coach, thank you <laughs> for your attention to detail. That's a I man like my, who is never going to leave the oven on when he is pulling out of the driveway. He will. He will. I mean, probably, we will turn will the car around out of a six hours later to go turn the oven off. I like would my favorite part have about a this. House? I would. Yeah, yeah. Well, my favorite part about this is um, so Justin Fuente tried to ice um, the kicker here uh, from at least one perspective, right? Like we know he was really checking his personnel, but um, from a certain perspective. He tried to ice freeze. <laughs> this oh. would never work. I Was that going to work? This. Chill out. Yeah. Like you you, 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 you attacked ice type Pokemon with, with ice. <laughs> freeze Dumbass. in hell. I'm trying to remember other actual lines from this. Cold. Oh, it was like. It was like nothing but puns. Like yeah. every single line. Ice to meet you. Time to chill out. <laughs> There's a hockey fight. There's a hockey fight in that movie. Batman and Robin fa- fight hockey players. Uh, man, Arnold doesn't even have the worst line in that movie. That belongs to Chris O'Donnell saying, my rubber lips are immune to your charms. <laughs> Only he says it like really? a real person. Not, oh, yeah. yeah. He says he it does. to Uma. I don't, I don't even... I, like, that movie is so dumb, I, I, don't, I can't even tell if that's a joke or not. That no, one that's, just that's... seared itself onto the surface of my brain. Is the only Jason, not, a, not only is that, like... A line in the movie it's a key plot point so he like he really has rubber lips correct uh-huh. okay <laughs> yep um have we called the trump voter hotline about his rubber lips ooh, 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 we should do okay. that here yeah, you call yeah. go ahead call about the rubber lips while we bring up the last thing i wanted to talk about which is this that after saving big 10 football and demanding to play football Demanding the return of a game that means so much to the state of Nebraska. The number you called was busy. Oh, it's busy, y'all. <laughs> oh. Thank yeah. you to Tennessee Damn. fans uh, who do not have John Curry to stress text anymore, but now have this this valuable outlet. I'm you, sorry. Please continue. You know who's not busy counting wins? Nebraska. Mm. Yeah. I'd like to report a fraud. <laughs> Scott Frost. They lost. They lost to Northwestern. Call, call the Trump Frost hotline. Ah, God, they got to play Penn State next? Jesus. <sighs> the desperation bowl. I, I am increasingly thinking that if we were going to do this season, we should have made it triple elimination. Like, we should have just scheduled, like, let everybody schedule what they did, wanted to. But once you lose three games, like, your season's just done at that point because you don't have a ton to play for. And in the case of Penn state, like I think we've seen enough. I'm satisfied. Is there anything, is there anything left that you're like, well, I'd really like to see Penn state. No, anybody who still wants to see Penn state. That's it. Penn state sickos team of the year. That's your problem. That's if you want to see more. That's a deep competition. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of sicko teams out here. Yeah, and but Pac-12 like twelve just got started. <laughs> Give them time. Give UCLA them time. is a pretty good sicko team. I think Nebraska is yes. the sicko team of the year. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. They spent the whole summer saying yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and are Look. now the the Gadsden snake in that meme going. I specifically requested the opposite of this. 
Nebraska football. That's my purse. I don't know you.